y'all, it's me, Tammy Totson. Hello, my name is Bill. You know me, I'm Dionysus, the god of wine. Are you tired of bars telling you about how good their record is? I found gold under my grandma's house and I didn't know what to do with it. But then I heard this commercial and I said, okay, here you can take all 4,500 pounds of this gold. I got $26 and now I can go to Arby's. Call today, one 888 Side effects include depression. The best medicine podcast here on the Nerdist School Network. Stop dressing up your cat and fall in love. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Thanks for bringing us donuts, Patrick. Yeah, you're welcome. I, you know, I was watching the episode again this morning just to like get it fresh. Yeah. Um, and then I saw this, you know, respect the crawler. What is it? Respect the crawler. Tame, tame the donut. The donut. And I was like, oh, donuts. Yeah. I need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a Dunkin' Donuts right down the street from me. It was actually perfect timing because I was just bemoaning the fact that I had not celebrated celebrated International Donut Day okay. with Panache. In fact, I did not celebrate at all and just sat in my house and then texted my mom to tell her that it was International <laughs> Donut Day. It's a form of celebrating. Yeah. You celebrate privately. Yeah. It's more than what a lot of us did. You know, I'm feel not, good about yourself, Kelly. I'm not ostentatious. <laughs> I just, I keep it down on the down low. Yeah. I just made some artisan donuts in my house. You did not. That is a lie. You, if, okay, guys, if because I had the made them, would you would have eaten them. Yeah. And oh, also, no. I made them and I served them at my Riverdale party that neither of you guys attended. Oh. Um, no, I didn't make them. <laughs> I served uh, prepackaged goods. Unlike you. It was, but I ran out of time. But I, I did that. serve them really cute. I actually posted that on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I saw that. You did serve them very cute. I served it up cute. So that is but, very like yeah, you. Yeah, but I didn't bake anything. I'm sorry that we weren't there. We were going to try to see Wonder Woman. Yeah. And then realize that you have to plan ahead a little bit. But you learned your lesson. I did learn my lesson. I planned ahead by about like three hours, got decent seats. Yeah. But yeah, you can't do it. You can't do like spur. 45 minutes. No. No. Unless you want to sit like in the right corner of the front row yeah, by yourself. Or, or like outside. Mm-hmm. Sit outside and just <laughs> with your ear pressed against the door. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? You have like a little mirror underneath <laughs> the door. But all around, Wonder Woman. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs Thumbs up up all around. Thumbs way up to the sky. I approve. And it kind of excites me that Joss Whedon is going to be handling some Wonder Woman stuff when he finishes up Justice League. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited. And also just like the the fact that Wonder Woman exists makes me like, and I know I'm like, I I sound like every single other fucking person on this planet. But, like, so much more excited for the future of the DC universe. Yes. Oh, Whereas, 100%. like, I had literally no thoughts about the DC uh, cinematic universe because mm-hmm. I just chose not to consume. Yeah. It, it's, like a, it's like a black hole. There are, like, yeah. all these movies that you're like, I, I can't possibly care yeah. about Suicide Squad or Batman Superman. Yeah. Like, I just, I just don't care. I mean, Ryan and I saw Su- Suicide Squad. Opening night. Opening night. <laughs> yeah. How was that for you? Um, we laughed the whole we time. We had so much fun. We were literally in the back row at the Arclight. Mm-hmm. And we were, I don't know if you could call it heckling, but we were very there amused. Was, there was no one to receive our heckling <laughs> except for the people in front of us who were not laughing as much no, as we were. They no, were not having no. the same kind of joy as we did. And then I saw Batman versus Superman. How did you feel? I loved Wonder Woman in it. Great. Um, I thought uh, Batfleck was okay. I did feel like it was a bold move, spoilers, to kill Superman. Yeah. Considering, obviously, he's not going to be dead for that long. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a move that felt... Obligatory. Yeah, obligatory, but also not worth anything. Like, 
it means nothing to me. If you did that in the Justice League movie, or you mm-hmm. did it at some time where- In I, like its own movie that's like the death of Superman. Hey, guess which what? Which is a thing. It's a great comic. I read thousands of times as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I, my mom bought me the collected thing at Costco. Ooh. Oh. Because <laughs> it had all of the different- lines like all the different stories in thanks that. drew it was so great like and there was i think it was two parts it was really thick mm. i poured over that, that sounds thing. like a dream it was so good oh my god what a dream because first you have doomsday shows up oh yeah. no <laughs> and, and then all... and then full page splashes of just Ooh. them punching oh, each punch, other punch punch doomsday punch. is coming doomsday is coming doomsday is here <laughs> I loved it i'm so glad we're getting away from the whole like almost masturbatory can you believe how gritty and dark Dark this is yeah, yeah. Vibe. With, without losing like the uh, sort of Zack Snydery style like mm-hmm. there's still some of that like some of that kinetic action the like slow down yeah. speed up mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff that I think is usually like bad right mm-hmm. it, when mm-hmm. it when it's in like a dark and gritty movie but when it's in something that's like more fun or that just has like more joy to it mm-hmm. like I'm way into it yeah and there was also like this complete realness with that to like there is a real heart behind it it's not just all fluff and all fun that's right because i mean patty uh fuck what's her jenkins? Jenkins. jenkins who like is not a stranger to like really real shit yeah was able to direct this movie with in a great way yeah there's so, like real emotional heft to this room and it uses world war one as a backdrop but also is respectful to how horrible and hard that was yes. for the people mm-hmm. which i think is a hard thing to do in a comic book movie because yeah. you yeah. really kind of care about Wonder Woman and Steve and their crew more than you care about anyone else. Yeah. But they did a good job of giving those other people weight. And that's like one of the dangers of like a Captain America in World War II movie mm-hmm. is that it's like, well, okay, but lots of people fought and died in this war yeah. to, to accomplish <laughs> what you're saying the superhero did. Yeah. But like Wonder Woman isn't, she's not fighting World War One. She's fighting the concept of war yes. as it's made manifest in mm-hmm. World War One. Oh, so good. And guys. like her, the fact that she is taking in the horrors of war and it is like, like she's actually affected by it in a very mm-hmm. real way, and it's something that motivates her to like want to fight the concept of war. Um, I think is important because I don't think we see that in a lot of superhero stuff, like in the same way, because she's so new to just like yeah. how horrible mm-hmm. war and it doesn't. Is. I mean, she has some dark moments in the film, but Absolutely. it doesn't make her ultimately cynical. Like it's not a cynical movie, mm-hmm. um, right? Which can't be said for Man of Steel or Batman Superman, right? Th- yeah. Those are very cynical movies, and I feel like those movies are such a relic of like I don't know, like <laughs> of like when the economy was good, because <laughs> they're just like because it's like ooh, let's take a like a little hop, skip, and a jump into this like gritty world, right? Whereas like our world pretty much sucks right now, mm-hmm. so it's like nice to have this movie that's like love is the answer, which yes. is like yes. awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean. Both Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman did this, uh, where they just destroyed cities a bunch. Yeah. Like yeah. in as collateral damage to their wars. Yeah. And nobody and they tried in Batman versus Superman to have like that mean something to Batman. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop Batman from behaving the exact exactly, same way. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he still builds Uber Batman or whatever his big old suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's Uber Batman. <laughs> That's what I said when I saw it. <laughs> No one in the audience liked me. <laughs> that, that's Uber Batman. <laughs> Look, it's Uber Batman. <laughs> and then you start to get counter heckled. <laughs> uh, go to your Marvel movies. But yeah, so I'm so glad everyone tuned in to, for us to talk about everyone's favorite episode of Buffy so we can do our Wonder Woman review. Hey, spoiler free discussion of Wonder Woman. We did a really good job. We right? did a great job. Guys, that was awesome. <laughs> 
Congrats. Congrats us. Patrick, making sure we appreciate ourselves. <laughs> this is why we bring him in. We were feeling low. Going through the motions. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to keep going. I couldn't remember the next line. Um, Walking through the park. Separate my heart. And then she stakes a vamp. Yeah. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Welcome to Hellmouthy. My name is Ryan. <laughs> Are you one of the co-hosts? I'm one of the co-hosts. That's who I am. <laughs> My name is Kelly. Are you a co-host too? I'm one of the co-hosts. I'm Patrick. I'm what the are, guest. Oh, you're a guest. Oh, you're a guest. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh I'm glad so we got glad. the introductions out. We didn't know any of each other's names. No. I never met. There's a reason Kelly's the boss. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't let you go, but I did see fear. a fierce fear in your eyes. Halfway through your sentence, you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know that next word. Oh, um, but yeah, we are just talking about one episode today because it's that big of an episode. And uh, every time that I'm I'm on this show or uh, Tall, Dark, and Broody, I watch the episodes like one time. And mm-hmm. take notes. Right. Um, this episode I watched twice. Yeah. And I've been listening to the soundtrack on repeat for like two weeks. I love this thing. Yeah. It's I so love good. it. It's so good. Did you watch the episodes coming up to this yes. episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, good. So you were prepared I'm really glad for all these that... secrets. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because all, all of this is all like the, the first six episodes of the season are like loading for this episode. Yes. Yes. I love it so much. And it's I love really that like it's... It, <laughs> You're really like it acts as like a catalyst for all of their problems and then mm-hmm. ends with the line, where do we go from here? Yep. With every single end open. And you're like, where do we go? Yeah. <laughs> all of our secrets are exposed. Yeah. Cause they they do this is not uh wait, so diegetic means that it is that means it's yeah, of the world. Yeah. So, so it, it is, is di- all of this yes. music is diegetic and they all hear like you're spilling your secrets and everyone mm-hmm. can hear you and they're always like, uh, what'd you say? But they kind of know. know it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that, and that's what, what I like about this episode so much is that it uses the conventions of uh, musicals to like undermine what Buffy is. And it uses the conventions of Buffy to undermine, undermine what a musical is. And I think that mm-hmm. like totally encapsulates the entire concept of the show at its beginning, which was to take genre and upend it. Yeah. And that's totally what's going on all the way through here. Mm -hmm. I loved it. But I don't even know that you have to be super well-versed in your musical genre to just enjoy the story either. I feel like it's well, like the character beats are really strong. Music's catchy. Yeah, well, and but every it, every song is about a relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. so like it's it's easy to um like get your teeth in every single one of them. There's nothing like abstract. There's nothing. I mean, I guess there are like songs that are jokes that are like in there as jokes, like the they got the mustard out or parking um, the okay, parking ticket. Can you hear the underwear line in the episode? You cannot because that is my favorite part of that song. What is it? Um, so at the very end of the parking ticket song. She her last ditch effort is she's and I'm not wearing underwear. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing because like I yeah, but that you only get that if you go yeah. and download that soundtrack. Well, and uh, another benefit to downloading the soundtrack is you get to hear the entirety of the "Where Do We Go From Here" song, mm-hmm. which 
again, like I love that this is uh, some like it's the big closing number and Buffy and Spike just leave. Yeah. yeah. And like we leave with them. And mm-hmm. there's like the show ending musical number where they're all mm-hmm. dancing around together and like holding hands and breaking apart and all yeah. this stuff. And we just leave. We're like, peace out. We're going to go watch these two kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I <laughs> loved that. And I love that like it so demonstrates or communicates how even after this big confession, Buffy still does not feel like she's part of this team anymore, really. She's right. still alone and just wants to feel and mm-hmm. so goes outside to pursue that with Spike. And I loved just on this rewatch, it was really awesome because I don't think I really, really saw exactly how much that this episode like hits you on the head with why the Buffy and Spike relationship is starting. And it's like like the fact that he will he will take anything that he can get. And he and the fact that he's just like, no matter what, he will always go and like try to stop whatever evil is gonna happen mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. be by her side. And like when he that line I love is um during Walk Through the Fire when he's like, um, I pray that that bitch dies. I better help her yeah. out. Yeah. And he it's just so gets good. up. He's, he's so, his acting is so fucking good yes. in this episode. Like yes. when he starts singing Rest in Peace and he's like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe it's my turn. Yeah. And I love when he's like, okay, nothing, go. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Go, go, nothing. go. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> he's like, ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Why know. do I have to sing a song and bear my soul? I know. Well, and it also shows her thing of where she hears every fucking word of that mm-hmm. song, but she mm-hmm. plays it. She tries to ignore that it's happening well, yeah. while not walking away. She could leave. She could easily leave. <laughs> well, may- maybe she's convinced that's not actually happening because there is a funeral happening at night. I assume there's a Pure fantasy funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. He also, he is rude. He like fights the priest oh, and doesn't get right. hurt his head. That's true. Oh, so maybe it is point. all, if it's all a fantasy, maybe it's all a fantasy, but he like punches people. And uh, isn't in pain. So I assumed it was like a demon funeral. Or like a, <laughs> a demon funeral. Do they, do they allow coffin surfing at uh, demon funerals? <laughs> oh, my God. And I loved to, this is actually just from listening, one of my least favorite songs on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Maybe my least favorite song. But the fact that it is so like cheesy, rocky. <clears throat> um, and then like with him, like. You know, posing in a very like yeah. cinematic way to this song. It yeah. so encapsulates like how 99% of Spike's personality is contrived. Is front. Yeah. It's so like, uh, I, I loved that that was like happening. Well, yeah. and it's uh, the song has like that little bridge that's all just like the organ backing mm-hmm. where like the drums and guitars like drop out. And it's got that line uh, if I had a heart, it would break, break my, my chest. Ch- my, my heart could beat, it would break, break my, my chest. Yeah. Um, it's so good, like those little moments of like letting down that mm-hmm. that guard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of this episode is those moments of like letting down a character's letting down their guard, usually in song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like immediately trying to throw it back up when the song is over. Like uh in I've got a theory. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know Buffy has her whole thing about like it I have a theory that it doesn't matter, we're gonna fight it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as the song is done, she's like, So what do we think this is? And Giles is like, I thought you said it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, she, she's like, oh, armor back up. You know, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not singing now. I need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Or even after, oh, God, one of the saddest songs, which is, um, actually, ne- there's I'll two. I'll never tell. I'll never tell. <laughs> that makes me so sad. I'll never Every tell. Time. It's so fucking sad. I mean, I love it. I listen to it over and over. Yeah. But would you say it was more of a breakaway pop hit? <laughs> I will say or that. Or a deep book number. <laughs> uh, one of the performers that gave their most in the singing 
part was Anya, even though yeah. she is not technically one of the best singers. Mm-hmm. She fucking sells it. She yes. is singing her heart out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and I think it's an especially hard part to play too, because she she keeps getting these like interrupting roles mm-hmm. where like. This is another, like, this is uh, the form of Buffy imposing on the musical where, like, the characters are just interrupting each other or, like, with weird tangents, like when she goes off on the bunnies Mm -hmm. thing or um, the other one where she hijacks it from Xander to, like, do her, look at me, dancing crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 She's so good. She's so good. She's great. She is, she quickly keeps, like, bumping up to the top of my, like, favorite characters, like, every time I see her. I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she's so good um i can't say that i like anya like mm. i think i think she's an effective character i think she's well written and well performed but i feel like i would not be able to spend any time with her like in well, real she's life aggressively selfish yeah yeah um but also like has a way of kind of like cutting through everyone else's bullshit to just be like here's the real thing mm-hmm. and just like throwing that out there and i i just i i like the way that the music is able to present that as well Mm -hmm. yeah i think anya wouldn't be a very good friend to have no but she'd be like an okay sister-in-law to have yeah (laughs) because she'd be there and she would just like at thanksgiving she'd just say that the stuff we're all thinking that somebody's got to say and then we can have it out there right (laughs) all the politeness gone yeah but i would not want to live with her no i would not want to see her every day no i mean she doesn't know what please is and she eats these skeezy cheeses they were really skeezy looking they looked moldy i'm not a cheesy a like moldy cheese person, mm. and I live alone, so I don't have to have any moldy cheese in my fridge. I think, okay. but it would bum me out if I had to deal with stinky cheeses every time I open my fridge. If well, you, you should cover them. That's what that's what I was going <laughs> to ask, right? Because I eat che- I eat all kinds of crazy cheeses. Skeezy. I've sure. never smelled when I open your refrigerator. Because well, I don't stench. have them just sitting on a plate <laughs> in the middle of the fridge. <laughs> just just right in front of a yeah. Uh, camera. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I usually have them wrapped up in something or in a tub. Oh, yeah, that that would help. Yeah. Um I like their apartment. It's yeah, great. Yeah, I've always loved it. Uh, the windows. Wonderful. Ugh. Yeah, the windows are great. But uh, I the the way it's decorated with mm-hmm. like her stuff and his stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like right on their their bed, um there's like the the thing that goes around Xander's side. It's all like trucks because <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a child. <laughs> oh, Zian, man. Uh, and hers is all like puppies and a lava lamp yeah <laughs> it's good stuff uh, yeah. um i feel like the most xander line in this episode though is in i've got a theory mm-hmm. when he's like it's witches oh yeah and then he immediately backs down tail between his legs yeah the, like oh no the sondheim moment yes. where he yes. does the into the woods yes. um like witch thing i love it so much yeah so good I'll be over here. Um, yeah, he's like, I'll just sit. And also even like at the very beginning, their speaking is even more rhythmic than usual. Like when they're talking, it's very like mm-hmm. um, on tempo. Yeah. And with like very like musical interjections, even when they're just talking. Yeah. And there's a lot of like overlapping talking mm-hmm. in this episode more than I think the show normally yeah. does, um, which I think kind of gears you up for uh, the reprise when... Um, Giles and uh, Tara are singing like their songs together. Yeah. Okay. No, it, both all of those so, songs are so full of pain. So many of all of these songs, I feel like, are just sad. Like, there's a couple. Well, there's one song that Tara thinks is a hundred percent not s- sad. It's so sad. It's the saddest. It's though. the saddest. It's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> because she thinks it's a love song. Like a hundred percent. She thinks it's an un. She thinks she's being figurative when she says I'm under your spell but it's literal and so yeah everything is said 
it's so sad. Like watching it and knowing that Willow, I like, I am so mad at Willow right now. Oh and, yeah. Like I, I do think it's interesting that Willow doesn't get a song in this. Like well, she contributes to other songs. I don't think she songs. can sing very well. Yeah, she's a very not good singer. I think regardless, because like, uh, like Sarah Michelle Gellar, her uh, the last song that she sings um, is like auto tuned. Yeah, so shit. much. The yeah. song, song. Yeah. Yeah, Give yeah, me that's something right. Just sing, sing about. about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I like. I think that's okay. I think that also plays into like the artificiality of the song, especially yes. when it goes into that like ding 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 ding. Like that's supposed to be kind of fakey. Yes. Right. Um, but I think Willow doesn't get a song because like we kind of can't relate. Like she's being so unsympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, if I wrote a musical that was three songs longer, I would love to hear because she acts it so well. Her reaction to hearing about heaven. Yeah. I oh, would yeah. love a verse of her dealing, even not know, especially because part of it is she would, she wouldn't know that Tara now knows what she did either. But knowing that she's betrayed her best friend in this like, deep way she's just betraying everyone she is but i i guess i would have loved a verse if yeah if we could make it a three-hour app <laughs> i because because that willow gets a two-hour song <laughs> it's her face when uh, yeah when when buffy's saying heaven is heaven. Uh, i think i was in heaven and I love that later when Spike uh, spits that back to her, his like little lilting line yes. is living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. like heaven is living. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. So one of us is living. Also, I thought that Sarah Michelle Gellar did such a great job. I mean, everyone did a great job acting, but like when she's singing, give me something to sing about. Yeah. When she's goes, she walks up on stage and she is like pleading with the demon. Yeah. Like, please. And then she's like, give me something to sing about. And then doesn't finish the line. Yeah. And then you can see her be like, God, like, like she basically decides to commit suicide. She's yeah. like, yeah. there's nothing. And like the fear and like, God, she's a tremendous actor. It was mm-hmm. really, really effective. Really yeah. good. Well, and I, I, I mean, I, my favorite song in this whole thing is um, the, the very first one. What's it called? Going through the, going motions. through the motions. Loved that. Um, I love it. And I think it, a lot of it is her selling it. Yeah. Um, like that whole sequence is so good. And I don't know that she's the best singer or anything, no. but like mm-hmm. it, she just like, you feel that like total ennui of like the superhero that's been doing it for way too long mm-hmm. and like has given up so much mm-hmm. and like can't possibly give a shit about it anymore. Well, and the first song she shares is with the people she's killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everyone else, a lot of people are doing duets with, either the person they're in love with or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah. Her, her strained relationship is with her own superheroism. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, also, I love all of the jokes in going through the motions mm-hmm. work for me. 100%. How can I repay? Whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this dude who's like shirt is unbuttoned yeah, like down. Fabio. To belly button. Yeah. yeah. It's very like tuck everlasting. <laughs> oh, He's so tuck everlasting. Right? Oh my God. Was that one of your costume notes? Yeah. Oh, no. That was just a happy thought. <laughs> Probably my biggest. Okay. I have two big costume notes, but my the one that bugged me the most, and it bugs me every time I see this episode, 
is Tara's outfit. Where, yeah. where she just like came straight from the Ren Fair? Yes. Yeah. Because here's the thing, I get that she's supposed to kind of, it's reminiscent of a Disney princess, but like maybe a colorblind Disney princess? Because mm. mm. <laughs> the colors of the corset and the skirt are, I mean, it's also the early aughts, so that's part of the problem. Yeah. But like those are not good colors next. That's Wait, you those... mean chartreuse and baby blue are not good <laughs> next to each other? No. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that she's wearing a corset, which is about like, creating an artificial yes. appearance. Well, also, I know it's magic, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, their outfits, I'm sure, are feel like an extension of everything else in the musical elements that are happening. So I don't know how literal we're supposed to take their outfits. Mm-hmm. Mm. But a girl does not tie herself up in a corset and then get surprised when boys look at her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, you tied yourself in a corset. Yeah. Right. You're that, you're doing that on purpose. Yeah. Or at least you know it's collateral damage is people are going to look at your boobs because you've shaped them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think, I agree. Well, I think that she, I think part of it is, right, that she's like walking next to Willow and she sees Willow mm-hmm. as like Willow's the one to great. look at. Willow's dress is amazing. Um, but, but it's also a little Ren Fairy. It they're is. They're both very Ren Fairy. They're very yeah. Ren Fairy. And I think, I, honestly, different colors. I Would have been okay. I could have been okay with Terrace. Yeah. Maybe if they were just lit properly. <laughs> that might help. Um, you mean like the like Vaseline lens, like bright gauzy. I, I could not figure out like the lighting or color correction during under, <laughs> I'm Under Your Spell. Maybe they shot it at night. And then just. <laughs> Changed it to day. <laughs> Push the day button. Yeah. Um, the the first um, like verse of Tara's song. Oh, God. Uh, is I think like. Do we want to listen to a little bit of it? Can we do that? Yeah. She's like, oh, it's so I was grimacing. Right <laughs> yeah. I almost cried. Guys. Yeah, I was almost like, going to cry. Also, this song is so like I'm driving in my car in the summer and it's 1998. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Feel like that. This is like a Natalie Imbruglia yeah. song. Yes, it is. It's yeah. one of her B-sides. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is like a B-side to another single that was on the album that Torn was on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Tara. And I know yeah. that a lot of this is colored by just what we see of her in the entire in mm-hmm. the series as a whole. Um, I really, really love Tara and I feel so fu- like I feel protective of her during this song because I'm like, you deserve someone better than who Willow is right now. Yes. Right. This is maybe like the scariest song. Yes. Because mm-hmm. she's like so complicit in her own like role in that relationship. It just like it's oh, it sucks so much. Yeah. I hate yeah. Willow <laughs> in this I, moment. Yeah. And there's also a part where it's not Willow's fault. Because Tara is talking herself down so hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not really Will. Like, yeah, Willow is a monster. I'm not saying she's <laughs> doing good things. But Tara's, like, view of herself is so skewed. 
Yeah, because yeah. she's absolutely deserving of love. She deserves people to pay attention to her. Does she? She deserves to be in the light, independent of a relationship. Yeah, but she doesn't see that for herself, and that is also really sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then like I mean, the the whole like the way the the song ends too with uh, that like you make me complete. Um, you make me complete. That's right. <laughs> it reminds me of that. You make me come. <laughs> you make me complete. complete. You make me completely miserable. miserable. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought that song was so clever when I was whatever thirteen. When it came out. Hey, so can we talk about the end of this song? Mm-hmm. Is Willow doing like sex magic on her, or just I she's just eating going her down on her? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, she's. You think literally she is? Yeah. So you think she's. Okay, wait. You think Tara is both floating and getting eaten out in the same time with her body completely straight like that? Okay, so there's definitely some magic in the levitation. I think there's the magic levitation. holding her up. I think... But like, her, so it's just a convenience thing. I think, like, she's being... Willow like, doesn't want to sit down. I think it's a... Yeah, Willow's like, listen, I don't want my sciatica to act <laughs> right. up, so we're going to have to I thought up. it was metaphorical. She is writhing around. Right. Yeah. I think she's having an orgasm. Okay. I guess I didn't think that there was... So do you think she's literally floating or not? I think she's literally floating and I think like you said sex magic. Sex magic. Okay. I think it I always thought was thought it was sex magic. But it's certainly like shot in a way to imply mm. Willow is going down on her. Do you think it was intended uh to cut away in the middle of the word complete? Um cuz the the way the mm. show is uh edited now it's it just goes you make me and then we cut to yeah. uh the magic shop. Interesting. It just breaks the Right. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't like get us to the the come part of complete. Like I wonder cuz like the this episode and all the songs have a lot of those like setting up rhymes and then like kind of being yeah. cheeky and scooting away from them. Mm-hmm. Um and I like it just seems like that's the kind of joke that they were going to go for yeah. and then like couldn't get past the censors or something. Oh, interesting. Way. I felt like it was uh, I don't know. I I felt like it was probably intentional from the beginning just to like at the like how the song ends in the episode is to is supposed to leave us as unsatisfied as like we should be feeling about the entire relationship Mm -hmm. no i buy that i I buy that i mean i think uh there there are a lot of songs in here that um either end super abruptly or like the the parking ticket one where we like you know, the, the camera's just like drifting along the street and we join the song already in progress and we leave it before mm-hmm. the song is over. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, there's a lot of that. We're just getting little pieces of it. Or like Dawn's Lament, where she just like, that. she oh. just starts singing and it's like, nah, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Dawn. Yeah. I mean, okay. Dawn is stealing a lot of stuff. Yeah, right? But she really uses out. a clear backpack. So I'm pretty sure she wants to be found out. Wait, is she hiding these things in a clear backpack? Or she, she carries just... a clear backpack. When I, when she's hiding, when she steals things, she'll usually, I, I was noticing how she did it. Yeah. How she grabs the uh, the necklace and uh-huh. then wraps the chain around her hand and then puts her hands in her pockets. Yeah. Which I feel like is a very. No, she is a very she knows how to steal shoplifter. I wish, and it's not, again, not but, a flawed it, episode. I wish that that had come out so much because that's her secret. Yeah. Is she is stealing a bunch of stuff. You saw that. Jewelry chest. Yeah, she didn't take the price tags off of anything. No, she didn't. <laughs> she leaves it to stare at it. Yeah, so I feel like I wish that had been, because I guess they do find out she steals, but nobody really is noticing that that's... Like a problem. That's a problem, but it but is that, a problem. But that's also, I mean, that's part of um, 
like what's wrong in Buffy's life right now, too, is that she can't be tuned into that because she's so reliant on Giles to do like the parenting for her, uh-huh. which is a whole other thing. Oh, my God. That song is really sad, too standing um there are so many good buffy giles moments yeah like in in this whole episode but i think like in every song that they appear in together there's like a knowing look and like a little giles smile yeah 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 like when she first because he's like even in the very beginning when they uh when she first comes up and is like has anybody burst into song mm-hmm. and they're like thinking about it and then he starts walking away up the stairs and then she says um uh, it doesn't matter or whatever. She mm-hmm. starts singing that. And when he turns and looks at her, he's mm-hmm. like, this is the Buffy that I like. Yes. Yeah. This is like what her her at her best is that she's like leading the team and that it doesn't matter. Right. But then, of course, that shatters the second the song's gone. Well, it's right. also another one of those like, I've got you under my spell where when she's like, nothing matters. That's also literally true in her brain because she's super depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like she's saying it as her like, crowd like pulling the team together but it's also like oh also you're nihilistic because you're living in a hellscape yeah yeah i mean it also gives her the best joke of the episode the hey i've died twice love that so fucking does not get old i was singing it when i came in here today (laughs) yeah love that i mean like all of all of the end of that song like apocalypse uh we've all been there yeah (laughs) it's so good yeah oh i love it yeah, all of these relationships are in really rough places by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Which relationship is in the roughest place, do we think? At the end of the episode? Yeah. Tara and Willow. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. that's like an active betrayal. Like, well, it's it's an active betrayal and they haven't worked anything out. Bet- and uh, Willow isn't even aware that mm-hmm. uh, Tara no. knows anything. Yeah. No. So <sighs> Willow, Willow doesn't know that Tara knows anything and also just found out that she pulled her best friend out of heaven. <clears throat> yeah. And did you notice that in that scene, Tara is still, she comforts Willow? Of course yeah. she does. Because she's a good person. She's a good person. And she loves Willow. I know. It's so sad. I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cry okay. thinking about the relationship. All, I brought donuts, remember? <laughs> I can, can cry, cry to my donuts. Have you guys ever been to the website cryingwhileeating.com? No. No. It's just videos of people crying while eating. <laughs> Are they user submitted? I think so. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, that would be so sad if it was like security like revenge. cameras. <laughs> revenge revenge crying while eating porn but not porn just videos um one of my notes is canada shirt oh you mean the xander in leaf shirt yeah <laughs> yeah that was my xander with a white shirt and red he, maple it's leaves. been a while since he's worn such a graphic button down yeah <laughs> and it looks like it's one of those materials that's like instantly smelly do you know what i oh, mean yeah. like oh, that yeah. polyester mm-hmm. type thing I don't, I never understand any of his clothes. Me neither. They don't fit. Okay, how about his pajamas? Oh my God, those pajamas. But the, How can he stand there next to Anya looking like that and feel okay his, in his pajamas? Well, but he's, okay. Also, she's sleeping in that bra. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's insane. I think she's, well, she also had brushed out her pin curls. I think she woke up before him. Mm. Uh, got ready for the musical number. And then, well, well, but he's, like his pajamas are also, they're like zoot suity. They're, yeah. but they, I think they're too far. They're a bridge too yeah, far. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I he think both be- of them, both of their costumes are to be taken non-literally, like we were saying yes. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're, they're, they are their costumes for the yeah. musical number. I think three other Xanders could fit in those pants. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Each leg. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say I loved her, like, feather fluffy slippers. Heels, yeah. Loved those. Yeah, yeah they're really good. Her whole, like, 
look, performance was amazing. I love the uh, the butterfly shirt that she's wearing earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. it's really the... and like sparkly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to love that shirt. I used to want one just like it. Um, you should get it, <laughs> Kelly. Just do, just, it. Do, it. just do it. Just do it. Treat uh, yourself. Um, and I also loved the line when Dawn comes in. She's like, "You guys won't believe what happened at school." And then Buffy just like, "You guys all put burst in a song." And then she says, I gave birth to a pterodactyl. And Anya says, oh, my, oh my God, God, did, did it, it sing? sing? <laughs> Which is just like a classic, like such a good Anya line. And she she delivers it. She's just so good at like delivering uh, comedic lines. She's so yeah. good. Uh, so how is this? I, I, I'm curious about like all of the the reaction to this episode. If people knew that they were watching a musical when they turned it on or like, do, do you guys have any kind of like historical perspective on like what this episode, like how it was like its role in the show when it originally aired. I mean, I think it was promoted as a musical. Okay. So I don't think it was like shocking to people that it happened. Um, Joss had written all of the orchestration, the music, and the script before season six started. Yeah, that makes sense. Do so, you, do you think that that was like a little bit of like a a bargaining of like to keep the sh- either to keep the show going or like some c- sort of like concession that they made to him or like I think so. I think it I, was probably like, hey, we'll let you do this, and I think. If he hadn't written it because it's the you know it's the seventh episode, mm-hmm. so he wrote it before any of the first six episodes were written. Yeah, <laughs> so he delivered it in such a way that I think it kind of forced their hand. They told him he could do it, so right now they've got to let him do it. It just seems like such a crazy thing, and like even um, by like the measure of other like musical episodes mm-hmm. of TV shows, like that the Scrubs musical episode yeah. or. The Xena um, Warrior Princess musical episode. I did not know there was one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Psych musical episode. Ooh, there's a Psych one there as well? Is. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Oldmanson, is that how you pronounce his name? Mm. He's one of those people, he can do no wrong to me. He can tap dance really well and he can sing. He can tap dance really well. And he can. <laughs> he, can. he and uh, Dulé Hill both tap dance on Psych, which Ooh. I don't, if you don't like uh, procedural cozy mysteries, I'm not saying you should watch Psych. I do. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's worth watching when they tap dance because it's just like, they're just good at tap dancing. There are just so many songs in this thing is uh, the the point I was driving at. Like if you compare it to an episode of like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which will have like it's every week. Right. right. But like two or three songs. Mm-hmm. Maybe or Glee. Like a, yeah. Or Glee. Yeah. Um, that this has like what? Ten original songs in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. And like, I mean, there's a lot of just like instrumental stuff going mm-hmm. on, like just throughout the episode. It was real. It's really cool. And the fact that he was able to get like such earnest performances mm-hmm. out of people who are not singers. Like yeah. they were uh, inter- interviews with a lot of them were saying that they like were dreading recording yeah, doing and that. Yeah. Um, Cause none of them, except for, I think Giles yeah. and Tara can sing. Right. And I think Tara- Giles is probably the best singer. Right. Well, I think he could put out an album. Oh, sure. Anthony Stewart had, he could do like an adult contemporary album. Oh, I, I would listen to that. Yeah. I'm going to check the iTunes store right now. <laughs> Um, I just Giles. sent you the um, oh the, the link to the trailer, the, the trailer, because yeah. um, I was curious about. Yeah, that. should should we play it? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I would like to see what it was. Did anybody um, burst into song? Life's a show, and we all play our part. Tell me, where do we go? It was a treble clef that just rotated around to make a B for Buffy. 
Interesting. All right, I want to watch the episode again. Yeah, I would have been really excited. Like, yes. like seeing them in the recording booth, like, mm-hmm. oh, I would have been an event. <sighs> also, just being billed as Buffy the musical. Yeah, yes. that was cool. And I loved like that the credits reflected like yeah. it, it was just like so it, many details. It yeah. was it was the same like piece of music, but instead of like electric guitars, it's like yeah. And I love that it like sampled um like all the different beats that we hit. Yeah. And because there's under your spell comes next. Yeah. Oh God. I really I really like this episode. And like for me, you know, I always hold like uh Buffy in sort of like middling regard. It's not something that like I've I'm watching it with you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, this episode made me feel like this is a really good show <laughs> like that that I like. Yeah. I, you've changed my mind over the <gasps> oh course, my God. Of, <laughs> course of months. Right, so I guess it's over, right? We've done yeah, it. We can, we, pack right, up. we can pack it up. <laughs> it's been nice recording this podcast with you. <laughs> it was really nice knowing you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so murder-suicide now? <laughs> yeah. What happens? Um, Welcome to the fold. <laughs> Let me do the suicide. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, no, this episode is amazing. Adam Shankman did the choreography. Really good choreography. Great choreography. Yeah, even even for people that aren't like necessarily nailing the performances, mm-hmm. the dance performances, except for uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, well, she's a dancer. She's a dancer, yeah. and it was. I feel bad for her a lot of the time because I think a lot of her role is thankless. Sure. <laughs> So it was really nice. I was like, oh, she got to shine. Yeah. yeah. She had a little it ballet. It was cool. It was a fun, like, that was a fun dance number. I liked mm-hmm. that there was, like, mm-hmm. no singing at all. Um, also, I thought that shot was cool when they, like, zoom in and then zoom uh-huh. out and she's costume changed. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's really fun. Yeah. They also did the thing, uh, another edit that felt like such a musical was on <gasps> the door chime. Yes. The bell, yes. The doorbell, where they just zoom in and they do, like, a time mm-hmm. dash and come back out. It was it's just so, the details are really great. It's cool because we're also sort of queued up for um, the door chime to mean like a, a time skip too from uh, like two episodes back. Yes. When like she's cereal. trapped in the loop. Yeah. yeah. I also loved um, just Mich- Michelle Trachtenberg's performance when he's like, you summoned me. And she's like, I so did not. Like, I loved that. It was such a like, that is how you write a teenager. Like, right. yes. And she just was like, I did not do this. And um, when she I says, steal a lot of things, but that is not one of the things I do. Yeah. And she says, um, don't you see? I'm 15, so this queen thing's is illegal. Legal. Loved that. It's so cute. The henchmen look amazing, but also I don't understand their faces. Me neither, especially because you can see the human teeth inside <laughs> when they talk. That, I loved that scene. That almost makes them scarier, yeah. though, that, like, you'd know that they're just human men with, like, wooden doll yeah. faces stapled yeah. to them. That's scary. <laughs> they remind me of the uh, the mass in Dark Knight during the heist. Mm-hmm. They remind me of uh, Sappy. Uh, Go on. Pappy? What's that? Uh, what's that? Pinocchio? Slappy. <laughs> Sappy? <laughs> Pappy? Happy, nappy, <laughs> just keeps going and going. Um, what are you talking about? Uh, the goosebumps. Oh, okay, dude. Yeah, I just remember being really scared by that when I was a kid. And my dad had a little like marionette thing that he kept on the top shelf of my room, no. and I would just stare at it in the middle of the night and be like, "It's gonna come get me." Can uh, I share a disappointment? Sure. In the episode, um, the demon. Mm-hmm. I didn't like his performance. Oh, really? Yeah. I like his songs are written like uh, Disney villain Mm -hmm. songs, um, but he doesn't have that kind of swagger. 
or like that kind of bigness to his mm-hmm. performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always wanted it to be just more hammy. Yeah, he could have used the space a little more. Yeah, for sure. He was pretty static. I don't know, because I think part of it, though, is also that he's, like, trying to be a, an audience member. Yeah. So maybe that's why, but I could see wanting more, just more from him, like, yeah, bigger. I, I mean, like, I almost want him to be, like, a diva, someone who's, like, so in love with uh, entertainment and the arts that he's, like, always chewing it up and, like, doing mm-hmm. it, too. Do you think that they're afraid it's too similar to Lauren? If they do that, they have a diva, diva demon? But... <sighs> I also, he's also like not a threat. He's not. I mean, people no. die from dancing. That scene was creepy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Dancing to death is dangerous. The tap dancing man. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. But he's not, like, even when he's like, I'm going to marry you, Don. Like there's no, there's no menace. I was never worried. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know how I feel about Hades and Persephone. So like, honestly, yeah. I was almost shit. Right. You're yeah. like sort of into like, it. Oh my God, this is like kind of hot. <laughs> like, when, I just want to see Don thumb that foam chin of his. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Gross. Oh. Um, there were a couple times that like his hand brushes yeah. up against like, the chin where it's like, oh, that's not that prosthetic is not holding yeah, up. No. Well. I'm like, it's gonna fall off. Oh, no. We can't do any more takes. Especially because he does like create chaos and then strolls away. I think you're right. I wanted to see him enjoy that more. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what he's here to do. It's also like it's a little bit of a bummer that he's defeated sort of for no reason. Right, like, well, he's defeated because he doesn't because hashtag to... no homo, yeah, right, yeah, which, which I, I didn't that's need my... that. I didn't need that either, but I mean, okay, here's the thing you can be attracted to men and not attracted to Xander. That was a Absolutely. thing, <laughs> so, so yeah, that could have been like, <laughs> I think I would have enjoyed that more, less low, no homo, and more no Xander, right? That would be great if, like, for some reason, like, I'm trying to think of someone handsome, like, if Riley were for some reason there, yeah, and he was like, wait, not him. And like, Xander's like, I'm the one who did it. I mean, it. they could have done with Giles. Yeah, oh, definitely could have done oh. with Giles. Be like, it was you? Oh. I heard you singing earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <was> you? <laughs> I am in, because if that is, I am into that. It could have been like a uh, maple leaf shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, thanks. Uh, Mr. Canada? <laughs> I'm also not, okay, so Xander summons the demon, yeah. right? Because on, he thought it would be entertaining. And also because he said, I wanted a happy ending for us. Right. So, so I think it's because he's afraid about the wedding. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like reasons similar to what they were singing about. Yeah. Yeah. That they, they he wanted to get their their like dirty laundry out. I do think it's pretty shitty of him that he doesn't tell anyone. Right. Yeah. The whole time he's just like because he because when he's like I've got a theory he could be witches. No, it was you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing he does is blame <laughs> his friends. I know. Classic Xander. <laughs> My favorite part about uh, the beginning of I've Got a Theory is that the very first line of the song is Giles sort of getting it right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a dancing demon. No, that's, something, something isn't, isn't right, right there. there. <laughs> um, I'm just floored by what a great actor Anthony Stewart Head is. He's yeah. Great. Oh, should we talk about his song? Yeah, Standing. Yeah. yeah. The saddest song. I yeah. loved I loved the visuals in that. Yeah. Where she's so good. Yeah, where she is like slow motion training and he's just like, He's when he's throwing n- he's the knives at her, speed singing. Mm-hmm. I loved that when he's basically like she, like he's helping her go through the motions. Right. This is just, you can see that it's like nothing when he's throwing mm-hmm. these knives at her, and how like what what is that line where he says like I wish I could play the father and take you by the hand. Yeah, wish I could stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, it's really fucking sad. Yeah, I think it's sad, and I think it's sad because no one is wrong no in the situation right well like she just has to grow up like it's just the pain of growing up 
that we're fe- like right well and the, like we we see that later in the episode when he's like no you have to go and do this by yourself and then they're like what are we doing we have to help her she's yeah. our friend like where is that what what's the line between like helping someone out and not like making them weaker by helping them mm-hmm. i think he knows that he can't draw that line right and but i he think tries. he tries and i think because he's like okay because they are a team right so they do have to support mm-hmm. buffy mm-hmm. because that's what they do they're a team but I think he realizes in this song, like, I can't, like, I can't just be that for you because I know my inclination is going to be to try and take care of you and, like, fix things in your life. And I shouldn't be doing that because you can't do things on your own. Well, I think I think Giles, like, isn't drawing a distinction between, like, fighting demons and, like, uh, just living life, like, uh-huh. ra- raising Dawn specifically because, like, the his song comes right after he's like, so did you talk to Dawn about what happened in Halloween? And she's yeah. like, I thought you took care of that. And yeah. then like does this like handstand on the pummel horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um that like that's the kind of thing that he should be letting her slash making her deal with. Mm-hmm. Whereas like fighting demons, that is something that they're they're in together. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's still I think he but he wants to help her. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to I mean, I guess that's I I've I am not a parent. But I think that's par- probably a difficult transition that you ha- that parents have to make. Yeah, but also, of like letting people, letting your children um, need you, but not giving them that. And I think he's also like, even though we keep saying that he is her, like basically her father, I think he knows that he yeah. somewhere. I don't know. With, I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like he's her adopted father. Well, sure, but I'm just looking at this line, Cause which she, is because he's her because she's a grown up now. She's not yeah. 16. But I think, I don't know. I I feel like there's somewhere in his mind that he's like, I can't do this A because it's not a healthy thing for a father mm-hmm. to do to a yeah. child. But also like, he is also juggling the idea that he is a watcher, which is like, he isn't being paid by the Watcher's Council anymore, but that is also a structure of their relationship is mm-hmm. Watcher and Slayer. Right. In, in the song, he refers to her as my Slayer, right? Yeah. He says, is my Slayer too far gone or yeah. something like that? And like the line... I wish I could say the right words to lead you through this land. Wish I could play the father and take you by the hand. Wish I could stay. But now I understand I'm standing in the way. Right. But I think when you say playing the father, that's putting her as the daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, I don't think it's that he doesn't have paternal feelings for her. He doesn't oh. have one, a paternal role. It's that he's uh, enabling her and infantilizing her. Yeah. I don't think he doesn't want hmm. to have, I think he is happy to play the father role with her. I think he I don't think he's like, I can't be that. I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting like what I would think if I were him. Mm-hmm. But I think there would be some thought in my mind where I'd be like, but I'm not her dad. Like I can play the part. I can like look like a duck, walk like a duck, whatever. But there's still the fact remains that I am a watcher and she's a slayer. Just somewhere. In yeah. there. I'm not saying it's a I'm not saying it's a dominant thought and I'm not saying it's governing no, everything he sense. does. I, but there's a thread. I right. Think. And I think that that's echoed in what you were talking about before of like through that whole sequence, he's like throwing knives at her and stuff. Yeah. Right. That like that's the way that they're close to each other is through training and mm-hmm. patrolling and fighting demons. And we've also seen like something that we've talked about liking mm-hmm. in recent seasons, maybe before her um, before she came back from heaven, um, which is like when they're heaven. Um, <laughs> Is that when they're talking to each other like peers? Right. Like when they're just talking about their problems and like, they're like, ah, like, I don't know what to do rather than like, help me, which she's definitely reverted to since she's come mm-hmm. back from heaven. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, even more than she's not even like asking for like saying help me, but just being like, you're taking care of that. Yeah. 
Because she's running away from a lot of things. Because, I don't know. I just give her so much slack because she was like pulled out of heaven. Yeah. What does she say in her song? Um, when you take no. a bow, you leave a cr- you leave the crowd. Yeah. 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 That no fear, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the heaven thing's part of it, but I feel like a lot of these things would still be happening had she not died because she lost her mom. Yes. Because she had a parent. Like when she was a teenager, Giles didn't ha- wasn't her only parental figure. Yeah. That's yeah. A great but point. now he is. So like, I mean, she's shirking a lot. She's going through things. Mm-hmm. The motions, as it were. She's going through the motions. She's got feelings for a vamp again. Mm-hmm. Who, I don't know. He can wear a t-shirt really well, but I don't think this is a really great plan for her. He can wear a t-shirt really well, but I will question that like red button-down corduroy <laughs> thing. Okay. I don't that know what that was. Weird. What is that? What is that? It billowed. Okay. It sure did. <laughs> but here's the thing. Since we know he can wear a t-shirt really well, he doesn't need the billowing. Right. Just let it. Like just wear what? wear the t-shirt, roll a pack of cigarettes sure. and Oh sleep. my god, we're there. He can really wear a t-shirt. Yeah. And I think that's that boils down why I like Spike so much. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh Ooh, you wear, can that, wear t-shirt. that t-shirt. When he wears like, oh my god, if he's wearing like a black t-shirt, tight, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then like tight black pants with a black belt and mm-hmm. his boots. Oh my god. Girl. Yeah. I yeah. get it, Buffy. I get it. You just want to feel some things, so you go to that. Well, and he's willing to, that's the other thing is we're seeing her let people take care of her, let people do that for her. And Spike would do literally anything for her. So there is some like, uh, of course she gravitates towards that. Right. I mean, he's not asking anything of her. The episode does like a little bit highlight some of the self-destructive like nature of that though. Cause Mm -hmm. like as soon as she shows up at his crypt or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's drinking and she's like, oh no. Yeah. What she say? Like, oh, a world of no yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, again, like a reference to uh, Life Serial, right? Yes. Um, that like being with Spike is like going on a tequila bender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not necessarily, he's probably not good for her. Oh, he's certainly not good for her. But right. everybody has to go on a couple tequila benders. That's true. Also, <laughs> so you can also get on their side. I think the timing of this too, like, so she had just finished singing um, Walk Through the Fire. Yeah. And um, she's singing the whole no, a song I don't think we've mentioned yet. I love that. Which so I love so I, much. The, the line, my skin should crack and peel. I want yeah. the fire back. I'm like, oh, girl. Also, they keep setting up that like uh, the last note being burn yeah, and then they and then don't do it. Let it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that Willow's just given the line. I think this line's mostly filler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is. Um, but so she had just finished singing about how like, that song, too, echoes so much of what she's singing in the first song, which mm-hmm. is like, first of all, I'm e- like I'm called to do the thing that I'm always called to do, which is to like save the day. Yeah. And to me, it's the same as melting away. And like, that doesn't matter to anybody because I'm the only person experiencing it. And then she's also like, I guess my friends turned from me, which is just such a classic like season four Buffy thing to say. <laughs> like, OK, but they all sang what can't we face to when we're together? Yeah. 20 minutes ago and now she's like hey so we know what to do and they're like mm, alright have fun <laughs> and so then when they're singing too like um, uh, where do we go from here and they're all like but we like where do we go from here she's yeah. still like yeah but I'm not with you guys like I'm not like well, I'm she's not like Spike's guys. hand yeah which well, is a weird <laughs> I mean the, the end the end of that episode where Okay, like the the whole end of that song where the the lyric starts like uh, we stand hand in hand, um, but we walk alone in fear, yeah. and then they all mm-hmm. like break. 
mm-hmm. their their hand holding. Um, and they do this move where like their hands are out to the side and like yeah. up, and mm-hmm. Spike like looks at his hand and he's like, "What the hell am I doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is fucking dumb." Yes. And then he says something like, "Bugger this!" Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then leaves, and then Buffy like follows him outside. I I like that she sees that like lone wolf in him and is like, "That's that's where I need to be. Mm-hmm. I don't need, or I don't know if it's I don't need these people, or like they're not giving me what I need, or it felt very like that's I don't fit." there yeah like i used to or i think she's always kind of felt alone right because she is the mm-hmm, slayer right it's the slayer and it's her um and even when it's the slayer and her friends it's not friends it's the slayer and her friends yeah and i loved that that song like when when they're saying like we stand together but we are alone in fear or yeah. whatever the line mm-hmm. is it is a really interesting because it's like it's the f- big ending number but it's about like kind of basically still kind of being alone and where do we go yeah right and um and then her leaving that and this like big kiss with the swell of the music yeah. mm-hmm. and you still know like if you look at this with a lot of I don't know having seen the whole series and also just like knowing what Buffy is seeking from this yeah. it's not a big romantic overture it's right like it's her like succumbing to a dark impulse that she's been fighting for yeah, yeah. I mean it it is a so big moment I love that yes yeah. it's a huge moment we're it, the whole her arc is building to that. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. Which, I mean, there's there's something else there. Um, actually, can we listen to it? There's yeah. uh, a little bit where like the music is is building up to like a, a phrase that they don't complete. And I can't really remember what, what it is right now. Mm-hmm. I touch the fire and it freezes me. I die. I look into it many years and ago. This isn't real, but I just want to feel. Where do we go from here? Okay, I think I think it was that we expect to hear her say, "I want the fire back." Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then instead of getting that, we get, "Where do we go from here?" Yeah, yeah, and we get when she, instead of her saying, "I want the fire back," we see her act it out. Yeah, yeah, which is her macking out hard with Spike. Oh, that was the aggressive mouth uh, most kisses. aggressive yeah. mouth kissing. Well, and it's funny; it also like <laughs> runs counter because like the swell of the music, yeah, the, the all of that the stuff, curtain, yes, feels yeah. like an old musical, but. In all musicals, you, there is none of that stuff. It's, it's a, pressing of the it's lips pressing and of movement lips of the head. really hard. Right. And like maybe a back bend. Yeah. There's no noises. What? It's <laughs> an audio medium mode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys know what that is. Yeah. Like. No, it's like the old Hollywood kiss where it's more like your a, lips are closed. Mm. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It just, this it was more like. This this was tongue inside other yes. parties oh, mouth. Yeah, it was like it was like there were probably was some there was like some biting in there. Yeah, there were, this is like horny teenagers making out. Yeah. This was like intense. And so like that also is such a I don't know, I I loved that juxtaposition of also like the music is supposed to be like inspiring, yeah. but we're like Buffy is like she's jumped off the cliff and oh, is yeah. now like <laughs> going towards this yes. new thing of existence. Yep. Old Buffy's gone. Yeah, old Buffy is gone. Um, she also 
is so fucking charismatic. Oh, when yeah. When she's singing that line where she's like, and you can sing along to the camera. Yeah. And like when she's like just like, all those close-ups of her singing, I was like, she is so charismatic. And I loved that she, out of all of them, even though it was really auto-tuned, sounded the most like her speaking voice when she sings. Like you can yes. hear Sarah Michelle yes. Gellar's mm-hmm. voice there. Well, and I think she's really only like super auto-tuned in that in the last song. It's like, a high, it's high. Well, it's also like it's rhythmically weird. So like you mm-hmm. can tell they had to like shift it around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like, I, again, like the, the time signature there is so weird mm-hmm. too, that like, it's supposed to sound like artificial or weird. Mm-hmm. It's also, I feel like the most thematically ambiguous mm-hmm. at first, like it's the hardest to wrap your head around. Like yeah. when, when we're on like, I'll never tell, it's like, we know exactly what's up right? <laughs> like, yeah. immediately. Like it's clear. Um, even walk through the fire. It's like, we get it. And when she's singing that it's cause she's conflicted, right? Like, right. She does want a reason to live, but she also doesn't believe there's a reason to live. Right. She's so, yeah. she's almost over the idea that there could be a yes. reason to live. Yeah. And she's faking it for her friends, but mm-hmm. she also is thinking maybe I'm not going to fake it anymore. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's tough, man. And when she talks about when she does the family and friends, I just think of Dawn. Yeah. And how, poor Dawn. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't have a lot. And if <laughs> and if Giles is going to back off, she even has less. Yeah. Yeah. Like her, her witch moms are having troubles. Her, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. That she, loves, she loves her witch moms. She does. And she doesn't even mean to be the reason that, they, that Tara finds out. Oh, that scene. Oh God. When Tara's, Tara's like, what are you talking we, about? We didn't, we didn't fight about using magic. We oh would never God. fight. And she's like, it gives me tumbly rumblings when you guys fight. And it's like, oh my God. Tara doesn't even know they fought. Did Willow ever She's see weird. that flower on her lapel? I'm sure she did. And was like, great, it's working. <laughs> She's like, oh, I, I didn't even pin it on her. She, she just did it herself. What luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy serendipity. <laughs> Ugh. God. God. But her like I, sitting upstairs at the magic shop and then that song, Tara. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's tough, man. And then when she like um, walks down and Willow sees that she's in the magic shop and she's like, oh, Tara. And she, Willow or Tara just like blows by her. Yeah. yeah. She's so mad. God. And then when she's like, oh, we could do a confusion spell. And Tara's like, no. No. And then also, of course, con- confusion spell on whom? Yeah, what are you like, doing? The demon? What are you saying, Willow? Willow, you're going crazy with this magic. <laughs> um, I just wanted to highlight um, a line that I, or just like a, a verse that I really liked because okay. it was when you were mentioning, it's actually two verses, when you were mentioning the family and friends uh-huh. part. That's like one of my favorite parts. And I sort of, Touched on it earlier. So it's all the joy life sends, family and friends, all the twists and bends, knowing that it ends. Well, that depends on if they let you go, on if they know enough to know that when you've bowed, you leave the crowd. And that's so like. It's it's such a good like inversion of the, hey, I've died twice joke yes. earlier to be like, she died twice. Let yeah. her be yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, and how dark is it to be to juxtapose the idea of like, what do you find comfort in in this life? Family and friends knowing that you'll die one day. Yeah. Like, that's dark. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, because she's like, I don't know that I will die forever because fucking Willow keeps yeah. bringing me back. <laughs> How did she come back the first time? Uh, CPR. <laughs> oh, um, she, non-magic? Her. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like TV magic CPR. Well, okay, like they, sure. Like, it was like what they do on Lost and stuff. Live, like, damn it! <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then you just cough up some water. Right. It's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, fine. Oh. No uh, lingering pneumonia, none of that. No. Great. She looked badass. No, no brain she damage great. or anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, no. all you'd get is some like cool hair. Cool hair. Wet dress. She was looking yeah. awesome in this episode. Yeah, she looked so she good. Great. Does she have two different versions of this like leather jacket? One that oh like God. goes the that's one, like a duster. Okay, yeah. the duster with the shoulder pads was stunning. Dope mm-hmm. as fuck. When she's walking in the yes, streets in the fire in the yeah. fire one, mm-hmm. and I like paused and I was like, she looks so she badass, looks so yeah. good, she looks so good. And then she takes it off and she's wearing this like red thing. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, and oh, and then when she's like singing, she's so charismatic when she's singing. Ah, oh, she's such a good performer. Oh, yeah, no. and yeah, and like amazing that she can be the lead of a musical and not have that great of a voice. Yeah, yeah. But I watched this episode with joy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she brought that Moxie. Mmm, Moxie. Moxie. Have you guys ever had Moxie? You probably have, Mogi. The drink. Eaten it? No, oh. the this is a the drink. It's a soda. It's like a a, a New England soda called okay. Moxie. It tastes like earwax. Sick. It's so gross. <laughs> you think I would sample such a product? I mean, yeah. Because you're from the East Coast, maybe you know it. Yeah. East Coast thing. I don't remember it. I think, I think it's. I... I think it's like a main thing, or okay. like a. Uh, like, but people drink it for joy. They don't think it all. Not everyone thinks it like tastes medicinal like purposes. <laughs> That's right. It's not a trick. No, I mean, it, as far as I know, it's a trick because I, I tried to drink one. It's not like bacon soda. Moxie Original Elixir from Maine. All right, let me look. Yeah, there it. we go. Moxie's flavor is unique as it is mm. not as sweet as most modern soft drinks and is described by some as bitter. Moxie is flavored with gentian root extract, an extremely bitter substance which was reputed to possess medicinal po- properties. It originated around 1876 as a patent medicine called Moxie Nerve Food. <laughs> nerve food? <laughs> nerve food. Okay, that sounds I've, like something you feed sea monkeys. I've seen this Here's your nerve food. container, but I don't think I've drunk it. <laughs> well, it's not good. I don't recommend it. All right, I won't. Also, I've never seen it anywhere outside of... Uh, New England? Yeah. So we're probably not in any danger of encountering it in the wild. Unless you go to, what is that place called? Soda Pop Fountain? Oh. Soda Rocket Pop. Mm. It's Rocket Pop just like sodas from everywhere? Uh-huh. There's one in Burbank. And oh, it's like you go. go in and it's just walls of soda. They also have candies from everywhere. Mm. But they're all like old school candies and sodas. Mm. So if you're a soda person... And is it like, um, is it you buy you buy the bottles there? Yes. So they do. I think you could buy a six pack of something, but the the best thing to do is to you can get a uh, like a six pack thing and you make your own six pack. Oh, cool. Oh, that's yeah, good. that's cool. Do um, they have anything on fo- fountain? No, it's all it's all bottle. It's mm. mostly bottles, some cans. Where do they do that? Like uh, Cokes, like international Cokes from like around the world where there are like fountains and you can be like, this oh. is uh, like coke from dubai this is coke from is that in la i don't know i i feel like in in my mind i'm seeing it at epcot center oh that does seem like an epcot <laughs> it's very epcot it also i'm sure I where would, do they do this <laughs> i would where not they... be surprised world it's... of coca-cola is that it yeah Maybe. well that's yeah. in atlanta uh there's one in vegas oh this is let me vegas? see no um taste it i wouldn't i wouldn't Coca-Cola. be talking about it here if it no, were there, in vegas no there's there's <laughs> good one it worked on Mogi. I it did. liked it. I did. Uh, well, I think it was paired with his eyes. Which no, there's one in it. There, there, that like lots of really bad shit went down in the world of Coca-Cola in Vegas. So there is one in Atlanta as well. Mm. And you can taste more than 100 international domestic beverages made by the Coca-Cola company. 
You can try all the different types of Cokes. So I think that all the di- you, have you been Ooh, there? You can Maybe. find six, six Coca-Cola freestyle machines with over 100 different beverage choices. I can find that at the AMC. Yeah. yeah I can also find that at like Wingstop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wingstop. Fat Sal's. Yeah. <laughs> Any place where like um, gluttony is key. Oh my God. <laughs> you can get it. I would go to the world of Coca-Cola. Yeah. And, and I like going to, uh, okay. I don't like being surrounded by tourists in a place where you're just like looking at stuff. Yeah. Okay. But I don't mind going on tours of things. Interesting. So I would go like on a tour of a Coca-Cola factory. Oh, that'd be fun. Or something like that. So, okay. So, but that seems less touristy. Like a tour of a factory. Yeah. Is like. That's like a field trip. Yeah. It's like education. I guess I'm more into field trips than I am. (laughs) Like versus. Than having fun and going on vacation. I like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> so now we see how Patrick vacations. School sucks. <laughs> no, but like when I was in London, like I didn't want to like go stand outside where Parliament was and be like, look, it's Parliament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that doesn't make any sense. Activities mm. in, are interesting to me. Yeah, I like activities. More than like standing in a place. Maybe if I went to like, I'm sure there are places where if I stood, I'd be like, this is amazing. I'm standing in the place that other people stood. I mean, it, it feels like a, a a false comparison, though, of like, do you want to tour the factory or stand outside the factory? Okay, but, or do you want to, I don't know. I don't know in Atlanta very well to know, like, what is the thing in Atlanta to, like, I think of, like, Hollywood and Highland. Sure. If I didn't live in L.A., the worst day of my trip to L.A. would be any day someone wanted to walk around Hollywood and Highland. Sure, but, like, a good uh, a good day would be just hang out at the beach. Yes, and that's that's, true. that's that not a, a that's not like an activity, right? But not Santa Monica Pier or Venice. Yeah, I'll hang out on the beach, like be on the beach. I don't want to, yeah. but I don't want to do. I don't want to be. I don't want to be in a bunch of crowded of other people who are like other tourists. Doing, I think. I think it's tourists. I think it's like. yeah. I think it's accurate to say that you don't like touristy things because a tour of something while they share the same root word. <laughs> Uh, is different, I think, because it's like no, you're right. it's, it's like different. you're learning about that specific thing. You're yes. not like I'm here because this is the place to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what my dream kind of tour is? What's that? It's the kind where you like just you're by yourself and you get to like listen to yes! a thing. Yes! I love those. I uh, voiced one of those in uh, 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 Portugal. Oh, okay. And if you want to go see the tower, you can uh-huh. hear my voice in English. Let's go to Portugal. Describing some tower. I actually don't remember any of it. Okay. We'll fight. How many towers could there be in Portugal? <laughs> I have no idea. It's not that big a country. It's not that it's big not a country. country. Maybe it's what, like, 15, yeah. 20? <laughs> we'll, um, we'll take block us to out your tower. Weeks. <laughs> but my dream, like, uh, we went to, um, me and my family, when we were in Hawaii, oh, we looked at the uh, palace mm-hmm. um, on Honolulu. And the Liliokalani, where she was imprisoned there. But it was like, Oh, what a dream. You just hold it up. No one's talking to you. No one's doing anything. And you just get to do your own pace, which I love because I get Mm -hmm. really annoyed at people that take too long. Or if I want to like stay and look at something more. And then also while I was there, I was like, I think I could be royalty. Like, I was like, like, I was like, this is nice. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you were like, I think I have the temperament to be royalty. I was like, I think I could be a good, like, queen. I think I could really like this. Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. Is that crazy? Am I crazy? <laughs> no, those are the best. I, yes. When I went to the Roman baths. Yes. That we did that. And it was, yeah, it's so much better. It helps with language barriers. Yes. Which we didn't have. But like. It's nice. Yeah, it's great. You go at your own pace. And they had, which this I had never seen before, if I ever run a museum, mm-hmm. probably not going to happen because I've made different choices in my life. Right. 
But if I ever run a museum, I'll do this. Every like exhibit stop had two to five options. Oh yeah, that's so if you wanted too, yeah. to listen to like a deep historical analysis, oh, that's great. If you wanted a more conversational, mm-hmm. like cultural analysis, like you could, and and if you were like a kid at school who was, you could listen to like the kid at school one. Yeah, yeah. So it was really nice to be able to get all the different angles. That's a great. That's lovely. It was. I was like, this. Why all things should be like this? You know what it is? It presents choice mm-hmm. in like a structured environment. Yes. So that's great. Yeah, because you we were being led down a path. Mm-hmm. Like if otherwise it would have been because there were just kids everywhere and stuff. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. yeah. No, but that's also so good because like we've all been to like uh, the museum where you're like, oh, I don't care about anything in this room. Like I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to read anything here. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Um, but like maybe you just want like a tertiary, like just little like yeah. give me a little bit of context mm-hmm. or like I'm deep dive. I'm not leaving yes. the you know miniatures gallery. I'm yeah. staying here. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me everything. Tell me everything. No, yeah. I really, if, like I said, if I ever run a museum, I don't know when it's going to happen, but if it ever happens. If Mogi ran the museum. I think I think it's great. Because I grew up uh, outside D.C., so we would go to Smithsonian fairly often. Mm. Right. So, like, they did not have that. <laughs> and they might, okay, I shouldn't say they didn't have it. They might have had tours. My parents, we didn't pay money. Like, these are free museums. Right. Yeah. You, you just go, walk in. You just walk in. You walk around. You read some stuff. So do you not like that? Do you not like uh, walking around a museum at your own pace without, like, a, a an audio aid or without a tour? I like it. But if I rarely, if I was, if we were right now in D.C., I would probably, on a Sunday that's pretty, I would not go into, like, the Aerospace Museum because there's going to be so many freaking people. Yeah. I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. So I do like walking around my own pace, but I don't want to be, like, in a... I don't want to be able to touch people in all directions. Right. It's just it's just people you don't like. I think. Okay, so let's I say I don't like crowds. Low really traffic, don't. low traffic day. Low traffic day. It's a Tuesday LTD. in uh November. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the election day, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's election a lot, day. There's a lot it's of Tuesdays. It's a Tuesday. There are other Tuesdays. Yeah. No, right. it just wasn't as funny. Um and you um so you go in there's like an average of like four other people in any of the gallery okay. spaces that you're yeah. in. Would you rather Go on a tour uh-huh. with like a person guiding you. Listen to one of those like ear tours, or walk around on your own and like read the stuff that you want. To read. I would want the ear tour for options, okay, and then I would want to walk around, mm. and I would do it in the order that I want to do it. Like when I go to LACMA, I don't. I kind of just wander around. Mm-hmm. Guided tour is tough, right? Because yeah, like if, if there are a bunch of people in there, there's going to be someone in the tour asking questions who you hate. Yeah. Right? Or you'll be that person that hates you. Right. <laughs> Both of these things are possible. Yeah. And and if there aren't a lot of people and the tour guide is like, any questions? Then there's like pressure to come yes. up with a question. No, thank you. Oh, or they I'm make, just like, no. <laughs> or they want to make no, small entertain talk. me. <laughs> the whole, and we're walking, we're walking, we're stopping. All right, I'm going to need everybody to gather on the left side of the uh-huh. statue. If you look up, you can actually notice that she's pointing directly towards the sun, uh, which didn't always happen. Yeah, uh, if you could just, just squeeze in real tight. Um, <laughs> uh, my vo- voice is a little shot. So if you just <laughs> move that, in, Everyone just move it a little just bit closer. A little closer. All right, we're going to be very quiet in this room as uh, the vocal waves will disturb the books. So we will move <laughs> closer. <laughs> oh, if we're at a library, peace. I'm going to go look at those books. No, if we're... if if. If the three of us uh-huh. were to enter a library, you would blink and I'd be gone. Yeah. I'm like off somewhere. I'm I'm like in the attic somewhere. I don't I know where I hope there's Wi-Fi in this library because otherwise we're not going to find each other. No. Right. We'll be lost. <laughs> and, we need GPS in the library and there will be to find so, a way out. There will be so long for us to like, before we start being like, should I look for 
Because like it'll what? be so much of just like da, 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 I'll be on a couch like reading a book and I'll be like, oh, should I find them? No, no. <laughs> they'll find me if they need to. <laughs> okay, but hold on a second. So we're in a library where the books are so fragile they're being damaged by our vocal waves. Yeah. Wow. It's I don't think we should be touching. No, we should be touching those books. <laughs> when else am I going to get a chance? <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Just paw those books to death. Um, have you guys been to the Pasadena Library? Mm-mm. I don't think so. It's lovely. It's very okay. big. Yeah. Um, and there's like a lot of different rooms in it, which uh-huh. is cool. And it has like some of the old stacks have those like old. Um, uh, um, like wrought iron stairs that okay. like, go up. So it's like very cool. There are a lot of, you know, it's a library. So there's like people looking at weird things on the computer. Yeah. On the right. computers and stuff. Is it, is that part of the LA? It's library? Pasadena. Okay. So it's, a it's officially. So I would have Pas- to get another library card. Well, uh-huh. you can walk around in there all you want. Okay. But what am I going to do? See a bunch of books and not leave with any books? I guess that's true. But then you have to return them. Go all the way to Pasadena. I know. So I was hoping it was part of the LA system because you can drop those at anyone. The the one here or the one near my house, the Durant Library, the uh, there's a drop that is like in front, but like three or four homeless people are like live there. Uh, So are always sleeping there, which is fine. But it's kind of it feels rude to like walk through their home to get to the drop. The other drop is kept behind a gate that closes (laughs) at like 6 p.m. So you'll just never return your books. Well, or just you just return them somewhere else. Or yeah, or do it on the weekend, but it's the closest one to my house. So, I just do it on the weekend. But okay, it's But okay. if if the LA library gets a, a a returned book for the Pasadena library, like they have to have a system to get it back to them, right? Yeah, you think, would think that would also, happen all the time. But I'm you wondering... might get charged by LA library mm, yeah, or by both. They might say like it's a shelving, fee, you know, a fee. Right. Which I get cuz Yeah. Um, but if it's more convenient, if it's like three I bucks, mean, yeah, conven- it's better than driving. We pay up there. for so many things that are just convenient. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you guys, I discovered Open Library. I was trying to tell my mom about this. Tell us about it, because you can basically rent eBooks for free. That's amazing. But? You just have to sign up. Some of them are like PDFs, so it's wait, a little annoying they, to read wait, through but them. Are they? Is this legal? Because mm-hmm. they only have one copy, so it's like you can get on a waiting list. Okay. Or you can be lucky. I've done it for Teen Creeps when I've been okay. in a pinch and been like, I don't know. Because PDF always makes me worry it's a scan. No. I mean, it. it is. It but. is a scan, but they are illegal because they only. Yes, guys. But I was using like the colloquial term of scan, which is when somebody takes the thing that they bought with money and then they take a scan of it and then they post it on the Internet for free. <laughs> right. But <laughs> like, copyright but rules. like it is scanned, though. Yes. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Right. Um. Okay, but we should also uh, do counterpoint. Yeah. Oh yeah, so uh, so we've got the objector, a, a dissenting opinion about um, once more with feeling from Colin J. E. Morris. Uh, warning: We have not previewed this. Right. So this, if, he could be singing a song from Once More with Feeling, and his whole thing about hating it has been a front. Um, the views of this recording do not represent the views of Hellmouthy or its affiliates or subsidiaries. That's what it is: subsidiaries. Here we go. Colin J. Morris. Hey, guys. Uh, I hope you're having a fun morning hanging out and talking about once more with feeling. Uh, so here's Dude, he's the thing. He asked me to record oh, this little opinion piece on it. How long is this? Uh, the truth is I don't hate it that much. <laughs> I like. I love that he, he just made to get on. a musical episode of a television show. I... Love that it stars the wonderful cast of Buffy, and some of them obviously are like really, really good singers. 
Uh, His voice is sounding great. Overall, he great. just kind of a boring, bad Dawn story. And mm-hmm. it's well, like... It's a Dawn story. You know, the melodies don't really hook me. I'm not crazy about the songs. I've always just had the opinion that this is, in Joss's mind, kind of proof of concept for what will once be like a, amazing. Colin? Did he? What, Co- Colin? Are you there? Colin, are you okay? I think my phone... Well, I don't know what happened there. I mean, I think I know what he's going to say. Right. Because he told us that at the bar. Dr. Right. Horrible. Dr. Yeah. Horrible's which, sing-along Yes, log. which I hold in high regard. It is probably one of... In terms of something that is less than an hour long and a musical, it's like in my top five. Of less than an hour long musicals? <laughs> I would say sure. Me too. I'm actually not that crazy about it. No, um, neither am I. Yeah, I um, like it. I But I also like... It's very goofy. It is goofy. And I enjoy the goofs. I... I don't get why it's a musical. Because Neil Patrick Harris can sing. No, I know that. But and but like I get why this episode of Buffy is a musical. Yeah, it's not justified. Right. It's just telling the story. It's using musical as a genre. Right. And not... and superhero, like mashing yes. those together. Yeah, I don't know. I it's like I'm sure once more with feeling benefits from I have relationships with the characters and yes. I understand their relationship. So anything that they're singing means a lot more to me. Mm-hmm. But like the the way you know they're singing about things that they wouldn't normally talk about yeah it, that's just so much more powerful in this context i don't see anything like that in uh doctor horrible i think i recognize that it's colin is making that connection i don't know that there needs to be a connection between the two beyond yeah. the author of the musical like mm-hmm. and that they're musicals that they're musicals <laughs> like i cuz i think that they're they're doing different things i feel like in some ways doctor horrible sing along blog that freaking name it's a lark yeah. yeah, it's sure. a goof with a bunch of talented people doing the goof. Yeah. Right. So I enjoy it. But this episode is not a goof or a lark. Right. It's it's very purposeful. Yes. Yeah. And it fits within. It has arcs within the episode, but it fits within the larger arc of the show perfectly. It is. Yes. It, it's an element. It's a great sh- episode of a television show. Right. I think it also like the fact that it does fit in a story with so much mythos Mm -hmm. and like makes sense that it's happening there right now, um, pushes the story forward, uh, unties a bunch of knots and then leaves them open, Mm -hmm. um, takes the genre of both things and like flips them over. Mm -hmm. I, to me, that's more tremendous of a feat than like, look at this. I'm going to have Neil Patrick Harris like be charming and sing, mm-hmm. which I know there's more. I know. I think I probably just alienated like everybody that listens well, to this by saying that. I'm, like, I'm right there with you, yeah. actually. You don't yeah. have to like everything that other people like. It's true. I mean, I enjoy it, but I also find the songs catchy. Yeah. So if I was in a situation where I was not allowed to sing along to it, <laughs> I would like it less. You shut your mouth, right? <laughs> you will watch this in silence. The books, the books. <laughs> <laughs> They're not disturbed by the audio from the from the sing along blog. One of my books is the songbook of really Dr. Horrible. Yeah, mm. um, but no, I, yeah, I find the songs catchy. It's also like a little romance tale. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I like. I I think it's innocuous. I think it's fine. I don't find it offensive. I just it yeah. doesn't speak to me in the same way that like almost all of Joss Whedon's other work does. Like mm. Firefly hit me home more. Mm. Uh, Buffy, obviously, Angel, obviously. Yeah. Um, Avengers, I s- obviously. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
But I think it's thematically, I don't think it's trying to do anything that complex. No. And so it's that's telling why it's, a, it's a little ditty. It's like a pop song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you can like pop, a pop song or you can hate a pop song, but it doesn't, I don't know. I don't think it says that much about you, whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah. And like, yeah, get, Colin, that doesn't say that much about you. Ooh, flame war. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that, that maybe that did sound harsh. I didn't mean it harsh. No, I just no, no, like, I, I think, feel like it's a pop song. Yeah. I feel like it's, but pop songs can be good. Yeah. So it's sure. Like, but like, but it's all, that's also like relative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't say Buffy the show, anything else that we talked about with Joss Whedon, I wouldn't call it just a pop song. Mm-mm. Like there's more, there's a depth, there's an interesting theme, there's arc and and relationship and insight and like emotional power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, I, th- I think it's easier to like circle the narrative of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and say art. Yeah. Right. Which isn't, I mean, that's maybe kind of a shitty distinction between like pop art and art, but like. But well, we're not the first people to do that. No. No. <laughs> and so we're not the last. And honestly, <laughs> I, I feel good about we it. We will be the last. <laughs> we're the final arbiters of what is art. <laughs> Today, we declare. Um, I really like that observation that uh, Once More with Feeling is such a cool accomplishment within the context of Buffy the Vampire mm-hmm. Slayer. Um, that like it manages to be something. It manages to like justify its form and participate in the show at the same mm-hmm. time. Like uh, like Abed's uncontrollable Christmas yeah. mm-hmm. uh, on Community, like, and then that also like that leaves stuff that they have to deal with in the future, mm-hmm. just like this episode does. Right, it's not just a capsule. Yeah, it's which is exactly what a musical is. Yeah, is like yeah. a bunch of little capsules, and where this is like a fucking wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, and um, if we were talking about like a musical, whether it's a film musical or a stage musical, they don't end with where do we go from here. The first act ends like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole show does not end with everyone on different pages with no <laughs> resolution. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know what I loved too is that the beginning so accurately, like with everyone, like the music and everyone getting ready, it was like one oh, of those so like good. setting yeah. the town scenes yeah. in the beginning of a musical. It was so efficient. Which is also then what Buffy's song is. It's yes. it's the bonjour song from yes. the beginning of Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. In uh Disney, when they're writing them, those are called I want songs. Mm. But but Buffy's is like, I don't want anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an anti-want song. I know, it's an anti-want song. Can I bring up a nitpicky point? Yes. Um, I don't know. We've only talked about this episode for 90 minutes. <laughs> Do you think there's nits to pick? Like, are we going to get deep now? Um, I would happily go through every lyric oh, in this I would, thing. Yeah. What does this mean? Yeah. What um, does this mean? Do we love this? Of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Moving on. Do we love this? <laughs> yes. Of course. M- moving, moving on. on. Um, okay. So this is a nitpick that I had, which like, and I think it is juxtaposed to like Anya's performance of uh, the songs, like the the fact that you can feel how much emotion is happening mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. her singing, also with um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's. Um, and it's that Spike, while he is acting very well, I it looked so much to me like him lip syncing to mm. a song because yeah. the sound of how he was performing, like yeah. the um, voice. Yeah, it's like a growl. Yeah, and it wasn't like there are parts where he's like aggressively motioning and there's no difference in yeah. the performance of the yeah. singing. That's That's got to be tough because like, you know, when you're actually recording those songs, um, like I'm sure he's like giving it more and like I'm sure performing the songs actually. But then like you get on the set and like he's supposed to be like disassociated from it and yeah. even like mm-hmm. fighting the fact that yeah. he's expressing it. Um, so yeah, I, I get, I, t- I totally mm-hmm. get uh, that as like a complaint about his performance. Um, 
No, I, that didn't happen. Well, yeah. I also, yeah, like kind of touching on what you were mentioning, I was wondering if it was, if part of it was intentional just because like, like we've said, so much of Spike is artifice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like him, like trying to sound like he's playing cool, but like we see him yeah. being affected, but that just doesn't really match to me with like, like the fact that everyone's spilling their guts during these songs. Yeah. So like. Well, and his know. guts have been obvious. Like he's not actually <laughs> telling us anything. We knew. We knew. He told her. We know mm-hmm. them guts. Yeah. yeah we seen them guts. And, and he, so, like, she's seen them. And it's long. Like I almost feel like it could have started. We could have cut the whole thing. We you know he could have started singing and be like, oh, God damn it. And she could just be like, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. All right. Well, also, like, I liked the beginning of that song a thousand times more than the breakdown. Like, when it starts, like, being like, burn, burn, and he's yeah. like, and I was like, ah, jeez. Like, mm-hmm. it just sounds. But, I, but it matches I like the, with him. I like the bridge that we were talking about before. Oh, yeah. The organ. Well, yeah, yeah I like that, too. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that's when he's, like, being honest. Yeah. Like, really, like, the real truth mm-hmm. is he can walk around with swagger and say, leave me alone. But the truth is, like, he will, he's a puppy dog. He will do anything she wants. Can we listen to, to, to that part? To what, the beginning or the... The bridge. I think it's coming up here in a second, so just let it roll. You might misbehave, but tell you do, I'm telling you, stop visiting my grave, and let me rest in peace. I know I should go. But I follow you like a man possessed. There's a traitor here beneath my breast, and it hurts me more than you've ever guessed. If my heart could be, it would break my chest. But I can see you're unimpressed, so leave me be and let me rest in. Yeah, but then that, that but then it the comes guitar back comes back and yeah. ging ging. It's just like kind of cheesy, and so yeah, I almost is. like feel like this. I almost don't blame the song. Yeah, I feel like they could have staged it in a way mm-hmm. differently, like the way that they stage Anya's bunnies bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, the, I wish that, that they had gone that hard with his like. <laughs> and, yeah, sure. And it then would ma- totally and then they could change too. the light. And you could just be like a little angel boy. Angel boy. Angel boy. Um, yeah, like I was thinking, remember the, this is a while ago, the dream episode, Restless, where um, Giles sees Spike like posing and like, yeah. you know, it's like very cheesy and like yes. him hamming it up. I wish we could have seen that more. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, like in that part, in the bridge, like I feel for Spike. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, damn, that is like really fucking sad that like you – you lived your whole life on this like cinem- cinematization of yeah. your life, and like the one person you want to like eat up your shit isn't doing it, nope. and is only like partaking in like you on her terms. But mm-hmm. you'll take that, yeah, which is pathetic. But uh-huh. yeah, sad. I also, it, I think this is the only time we hear organ uh, in this thing, and mm-hmm. that's got such like a cool, like evocative, like vampire-y, yeah. gothic kind of feel yeah. to it. Um, which I, again, I think also fits better with, uh, the, him living in the crypt and like running around a graveyard than mm-hmm. this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The organ is very like, <laughs> like phantom of the opera. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I love, I, I feel like there are a lot of like little references to, mm-hmm. uh, musicals in here. The, uh, um, the parking ticket song is basically memory from cats. Yes. Um, and like, I just feel like there are, there are little licks everywhere, uh, that feel like. 
I like Whedon is well versed yes. in these things. I and I, I I loved that. And I love that there wasn't anything like over the top. No one's dressed like a cat. No right. one's got a fucking half mask. Yeah. It's not over the top like it's like musical polls rather than like visual polls from music. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for a musical episode, it is very, very grounded. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not that fanciful. Hey, question out of nowhere. Why does the demon's costume change color once? Oh, I don't understand. No idea. Just does it one time. I think, and we kind of talked about it, and who knows, maybe the makeup made it really hard for him to work. <laughs> he was supposed to be, I think, a more extravagant character than he ended up being. Yeah. I would have liked more of like this movement. Or even just dancing more. I, I don't know how to describe what you're doing, Kelly. <laughs> this is a lot of flooping. Uh-huh, flooping. A lot of like... Arm, uh, arm, arm gyration. Movement. Arm gyration with like a body following. Right. Start with the arms, your body follows. That's what I, that'd be my direction. <laughs> be like, can we get more of the arms? More, more arms. More arms, please. Can we get more? Excuse, yeah, let's let's take that again with more arms. <laughs> Who uh, was that? Who was the demon? Do we have any, um, any indication of, because like I get the rest of the cast being, having the, uh, you know, shortcomings yeah. where either music or dance is concerned. But like if you're casting just this demon, that should be like, that should be a song and yeah, dance, man, right? For sure. Like this, his his song, the "What You Feel." I I can't even really sing it. Wait, what was it? What you feel? What you feel here? Oh, uh, thanks, man. Don't you like my style? Why don't you come and play? I guarantee you, great big smile. Like, I want that to be like Ursula or Mr. Oogie Boogie yeah. or, you know, someone huge. I feel like it was almost there with the vocals, but like a thousand miles away with the visuals. Yeah. So I think it might have been through from the singing, mm-hmm. maybe. Was it, is it like his brother? <laughs> uh, no, he has won three Tony Awards. Oh, my God. Wow, okay, geez. so we're well, right. then what? Then what happened here? He was the first to portray the Scarecrow in the stage version of The Wiz. What? Yeah. Oh my god! Um, Hinton battle, yes. right? Sweet. It was it the direction then? Like what? Is it the translation from stage to screen? Were they told? Were they telling him to bring it down way too much? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that he was matching everyone else's performances, yeah. which are more muted. Because mm-hmm. they're not Broadway performers, right? Which oh, is- Mustard Man was great though. Yeah, David Fury. Yeah, Mustard Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mustard Man. Yes, oh, I didn't right. realize that was Marty Noxon. Mm-hmm. Parking ticket. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know if it's her voice. Is it her voice? I don't know. What were um, you going to say, Ryan? Uh, just that Hinton Battle had a great uh, <laughs> career. A, a luxurious and storied career. <laughs> I was just uh, talking shit about stupid. him. Yeah. He even had a song on the Playing for Keeps soundtrack. Well, wow. then I take it all back. Which was a movie that... Oh, wait. Oh, I, I got Playing for Keeps and Four Keeps confused in my mind. <laughs> I don't know Playing for Keeps. Do four Keeps is the uh, Molly Ringwald movie. Where she gets pregnant in high school mm. and her boyfriend and she try to work it out. I think they even get married, but he's like, I got to go to MIT. So he dumps her <laughs> and she has to raise the baby for keeps <laughs> and like go back to high school and stuff. It's very, it was like too real. Yeah, for, it sounds pretty real. Like it's a Molly Ringwald movie. So you expect it to be like a co- like everything works out. And then no, it's like, no, having a baby in high school can ruin your life. And your high school boyfriend may just want to go to MIT instead. No. But should he not go to MIT? He's got responsibilities, I, man. He's got responsibilities, but she's got a family who's willing to take care of her, and they tried to cut her, cut him out. It's like too real is the problem. 
Um, you were wondering if it were actually their voices. David Fury and Martin Oxen have small singing parts. Oh, because they oh. also they sing in Dr. Horrible. They're the newscasters. They have great voices. Um, also, I'm reading some trivia on here. Uh-huh. So I Buffy Buffy comments, so Dawn's in trouble. Must be Tuesday. This, of course, refers to the time slot in which UPN broadcasts yes. the show. Yes. Um, we were wondering why Allison Hannigan did not have very many li- uh, lines to sing. Michelle Trachtenberg and Allison Hannigan were reluctant to sing, so Joss Whedon gave them only a few solo lines, but Michelle had a bigger dancing role. That was nice of him. That's um, nice to write to the talents of the cast. Yeah, that is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, because everyone benefits. Right. Yeah. Um, Joss Whedon didn't want to cut any more from the episode, which ran long, and the UPN aired it in its entirety. Thanks, UPN. Thanks, UPN. Joss Whedon says his biggest surprise in terms of musical ability was Emma Caulfield. While he knew that James Marsters, Amber Benson, and Anthony Head were very skilled singers by their former performances. When did Spike sing before? Huh? When did Spike sing? Or just like his performances in other like things? Like in life? He has life. <laughs> I guess he does have a life beyond playing this one character. Every, Is that time, true? He, every time he walks on set, he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Josh's hear... like, I gotta write that musical. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you're writing a musical. <laughs> this is not my audition. <laughs> if you want an audition. Oh, so guess, get this. The two vampires, the demon and the street cleaners and Sweet's henchmen are all played by the same people. Believe it. Mm-hmm. That's why they had to put masks on. Yeah. Lots of dancing. And they were like, we can't hire any more dancers. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's also very much how musicals are. The yeah. The chorus plays, a, can play 15 different roles. Um, oh, and then as we were talking about, so he says many of his songs are conscious references to different musical theater styles and composers going through the music. And I want song. Um, I'll Never Tell is an Astaire Rogers number. Uh, Walk Through the Fire is like the four-part Tonight Quintet from West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot in this thing. Yeah, I mean, it's great as, as evidenced by the fact that we've talked about it for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then what we would do with museums for like 20 minutes. We did talk about museums. We talked about museums. Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot, forgot how much we talked about Wonder Woman. How did you Woman? forget about- Perfect okay, conversation. Sorry, I opened it again. We've already- Let's get out of it. <laughs> But no, this is a great episode of television, easily in my top five Buffy Epps. Yeah, it's great. I love this episode. Um, do they? I have to imagine that they do like screenings and sing-alongs. And have you guys ever been to one of those? I have not. We have thoughts. We'd love to do one. I think. Yeah, we'd Let's love to. Do one. We'd love to host yeah. a sing-along for this. Um, for yeah, this ep- at, for this episode. Yeah, wouldn't Let's, that be really fun? Yeah, I'll be if, there. All right, it would be so fun. Cool. You yeah. have to and it's the perfect length. It's not a movie. You, you said what? That you were disappointed in his performance. So you, you have can to be, be sweet. sweet. You have to. Oh, I see. <laughs> you have to do better than right. a three-time Tony Award winner. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And just one final thing that I thought was uh-huh. kind of funny. Uh, Joss Whedon stated that he gave Emma Caulfield the rock song because she had a habit of randomly screaming rock songs in his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's so tracks. But that I love is. that. <laughs> love that. What do they need that good eyesight for anyway? Yeah, it's true. What do they need it for? Awesome. I loved this episode. I'm so happy. And I'm happy that you loved it. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely loved it. I was and nervous. I, yeah. And I'm so happy that you like did that thing you always do, which is watch all the episodes because it's like... Oh yeah, so much more meaningful that oh, way. Oh yeah, it, it's. I mean, and I I haven't watched like the end, the last. I don't know, maybe ten of the previous season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, it's okay. I've been listening to Hellmouthy, so mm-hmm. I'm caught up. <laughs> yeah, you know what's up. You I pretty know much know. I pretty, I pretty much. I mean, know. you know what they're all wearing. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I know when hair is great. Yes, when it is horrible. 
Um, but yeah, I think that this episode wouldn't really make sense yeah. without those six preceding it. Yes. Yeah. Or at least it wouldn't have the emotional impact, I think. For sure. Because they explain what that, like, what the flower is and the with that insert shot. Like, there's yeah. certain things that they do spell out. But, like, in, in particular, the last two episodes, because uh, how many times did we mention Life Serial? Yeah. Talking about no, this it's one? true. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Patrick. Thank you. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Of course, I would like to plug the Nintendo Cartridge Society, a podcast I do uh, with Mark Mitchell. comes out every Tuesday. We talk about Nintendo. And then Same Day Shipping, which the three of us do with Colin J. Morris. Uh, we Do we make fun of him as badly on that show as, as we were doing here? Mm, wait, did we make fun of him? I don't him? think we made fun of wait, him. Wait, baby boy Colin. I didn't mean it. Baby call. Baby call. I didn't mean it. We love you. I mean... We made fun of him because he had a scratchy voice. His voice sounded great. You know, his voice sounded like hmm. like he just like woke up. It's, it sounded like he just like woke up, invited us to a ten thirty a.m. screening of Wonder Woman, and then <laughs> and then realized that we had told him multiple times that the three of us would be in this podcast booth at ten. Also, he saw it with Mogi and I last night. Uh huh. And then we talked about going to a, it again today as a joke. Then we talked about how we couldn't because we were going to be here. And then he did it anyway. So that's the kind of stuff that'll happen on same day shipping. <laughs> so maybe we do tease him. Sorry, Colin. Uh, Thursday nights at eight. I think we're uh, going over to Twitch pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. And we will definitely be, uh, if you are follow Hellmouthy on any social media at Hellmouthy on Twitter and Instagram, we will let you know where those links are for same day shipping. Mm -hmm. Guys, thanks for having me on the show to Thank talk about this episode. Yeah, we so love fun. having you on. Um, cool. And keep your eyes and ears open for possible live sing-along plans. And Eyes, ears, and start practicing the songs, guys. If you sound horrible, I'm going to punch you in the neck. I'll just drown you out with my beautiful voice. <laughs> Vine will just sing louder. Uh -huh. Bye. Bye.